We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oregon is flying high after a 42 to 6 win over Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes, but just how good can the Ducks be in 2023? We'll tackle that question on today's episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? How we living? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast, your premier podcast for all things Oregon football and recruiting. It is Wednesday, September 27th, as we as you listen to this, but we are diving into some more thoughts after Oregon's huge win over the Buffs and kind of looking big picture on the season. And joining me to do that is Coin Sports Anchor and Reporter Brenna Green. Brenna, how we doing? Thanks for being here. You know, we ain't hard to find, baby. We ain't hard to find. Uh, we're good. We're cruising. We're, uh, <laughs> we're, we, 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 uh, the, the Ducks left, uh, not, not a lot of doubts last week about, uh, at least in terms of, uh, how good they are compared to Colorado. That's for sure. Yeah. It was a huge win for Dan Lane and the Ducks on Saturday. And there's been no shortage of storylines following that game. I mean, we can get into to anything, uh, but you were there at Autzen Stadium, boots on the ground for, for this win, and you got to talk to the players and everything. So I'll, I'll start it with a, an open-ended question, but just what was it like out there? Oh, it was um... – there was uh, the energy was definitely palpable. Like that shout was the best shout I've seen since I have I've been there. Uh, that was just cathartic. I, I I remember last year against BYU, it was pretty it was a pretty good one, and then Lanning had to kind of rein everybody back in because they gave up like a touchdown or two afterwards. <laughs> and he didn't even care. He was like, I mean, you know, half the team wasn't a huddle like focusing, but the entire O line was like. Nah, man, like, because I, I, I think they were on defense anyways. And, they, and all the, the, the big O-line guys were pretty much out at that point, too. And, like, all the offensive linemen were just, like, getting down, having a good time. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, you know, you could definitely feel that energy pregame. It was fascinating to be down on the field. Uh, you know, I, I, I looked over, and Colorado specialists were kicking into Oregon's, like, 
uh, field goal. And I was like, that seems a little weird, but maybe I'm crazy. Like, maybe that's, maybe I'm just like making this up that that's weird and whatever. No, 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 it was not weird. That was, that was, uh, that was, I, I guess it was weird. I guess I should say it was weird. I wasn't, I wasn't making it up. Um, you know, you could definitely feel a little bit of the hostility from Colorado. Obviously, uh, we did not really get the full picture of that until last night uh, when that video was was posted by Oregon and then it made it really clear and really obvious what was going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was um, it was definitely like it, it felt like a big game. You know, you look over and, you know, for people who don't who aren't in the press box at Oregon, there's like a clear window in between the press box a clear window, dub runner. Um, there's a window between the press box and the TV booth. So you can see directly into the TV booth. And like, I looked in that TV booth and I was like, oh, that's a different TV booth than what we've seen here in the past. Like that is a big time TV booth. They had probably like 10 people in there. They had a camera that was like, that like hung over, um, the analysts that could like, you know, shoot them direct on and like they were doing like sports center hits before the game and all this stuff. So you'd look in there, you'd look up at your TV, you'd see them going live and then you'd look over and they'd be going live. <laughs> You're like, okay, all right, this, this is different. This is, this is a different game compared to, you know, other, other games I've been at. So, um, yeah, it's, it was, uh, it was, it was definitely a really, really fun environment, um, in all facets. I was and wasn't expecting the result that we got on Saturday, Brenna. I was expecting Oregon to win. My prediction was 52 to 27. Admittedly, I was pretty off. Um, I thought Oregon was going to win convincingly, but maybe not to that degree. Yeah. So just watching that unfold the way that it did, the offense was firing on all cylinders. The defense was suffocating Shador Sanders with pressure. I I don't know that that game could have gone any better for the Ducks. No, I don't think so. They were all upset post game that they didn't get a shutout. <laughs> they really wanted that, but you know, they, they gave up that touchdown in garbage time. So, you know, life goes on, but, um, but yeah, it was a, just a thorough demolishing. And, uh, you could tell after, you know, in that video that came out last night, that that uh they were they were definitely motivated to do said thing and you could tell post game too a little bit um that there was there was motivation there so um and obviously in Dan Lanning's speech that he let the cameras in during pregame you know post game he was like yeah like that's speech I do every like that you know we do a speech every week there just happened to be cameras there this time it was like dude you let the cameras in for a reason like <laughs> come on now come on now um but whatever um so yeah it was uh it was very emphatic and uh that was that was the goal um but they they've done a good job this year of i i really do think they've done a good job of making sure that every time you know they always say like when we play we play against oregon we don't play against another team and i think um sometimes that stuff can kind of come off as lip service but i actually do think it's pretty legit with this squad so that's then that's a positive thing. That's a good thing. Definitely is. And, and let's talk about that video, Brenna, the, yeah. the video that came out on Monday night, because I think it's really important just in terms of the, the national media landscape and, and where 
things are at with Colorado and Dion and where things are at with Dan Lennon in Oregon, because it's really different from what I remember when I was in Eugene under Mario Cristobal. So we'll get into that in a second, but we got to yeah. talk about this cinematic recap ducks versus them. It's becoming a, a weekly thing that the Oregon video team produces a behind the scenes, look at the pregame during the game, post game, just unreal access to this team that we've never gotten before, at least in the time that I've been covering the mm-hmm. team and following them. So this one that dropped on Monday, it's Wednesday as this comes out. Um, you got to see all the trash talk from the the Colorado players before the game, the video of them trying to scuff up the O, Shiloh Sanders running his mouth, um, you know, just chattering at the Oregon coaches and players, and then Tasha Poy saying they're not worth it. But I just can't help but think for as much excitement as there is around Colorado and what Dion's doing, every single thing that is being said about them, I feel like they've brought on themselves, whether that's positive or negative. A lot of mm-hmm. it's been negative coming off of this win. Well, I mean, if you, if you talk a big game and you don't perform, that's what happens. Like that's the reality of it. Like you have to sit in the mess that you made. And by the way, I don't think Dion like, didn't do that post game. I mean, he came out and he said, we played like hot garbage. They did. They played like hot garbage. Like, so I don't think that they're necessarily shying away from it, but, um, cause, cause you know, I, he's been around long enough. He's talked enough trash in his life. He knows the consequences of, of that sort of thing. Um, not even that Dion really talked that much trash last week. He didn't, but um, obviously his, more so his players in the fan base. It was, yeah, yeah, it was his players in the fan base. Yeah. Uh, but you know, that's, I mean, that's kind of his, that's kind of his personality, you know, like that they, they, they've kind of adopted his personality a little bit in terms of being brash and being, you know, just, just saying what you want, which by the way, I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. I think that's a great thing for the sport overall. Please give me more people saying what they mean. Okay. Like give me more interesting Dan landing press conferences for the love of God. Yes. Like, yeah. like, please, like, like every once in a while when he gets that twinkle in his eye and he like, you can tell he's about to like let loose. It's like, thank you. Like we can actually see the real you, you know, like it's, it's, it can be difficult to kind of work that out of him a little bit. Um, and I think more and more he's getting a little bit more comfortable in that. And by the way, how did that happen? What are the two times this year that he at a press conference has really let has really kind of like gotten a dig out there? One media day when he was asked his thoughts on Colorado leaving the conference. Two Monday night when he was asked about Skip Bayless and all the chatter after the game. Those are the two times this year that you've gotten a uh, a real a feisty Dan, okay? So you want to know what? I'm all for it. Go Colorado, baby. <laughs> like, I, I tend to find myself agreeing with you, Brenna, because you know, I, even though I'm not in Eugene anymore, I'm, I'm watching and listening to all the press conferences. Yep. He's so buttoned up. I mean, we're – the biggest matchup of Oregon season was this past week. And the last press conference leading up to that game was four and a half minutes. This guy for all intents and purposes is giving you nothing. And that's his prerogative. He can do what he wants. It is his program, but to see him let loose, like he did in that pregame speech, 
it's you know you love it because you see that fire and and I think that obviously he wanted some of that attention but I think part of the reason that happened is because he's damn confident in his team and he expected what happened on Saturday yeah yeah and you know he he can treat press conference conferences however he wants them. That's like you said, his prerogative. But I, I do think it's ultimately good for him if he's a little bit more like, you know, just himself. You know, like, like please give me more of the real person. Um, not the not the company man. Um, so yeah, but anyways, I got on a total tangent about that. Uh the video, the video, yeah. amazing. Like you have to, like, those of us who work with video every day, I mean, I can't even fully understand the amount of work that got put into a video like that. I really can't. But I can at least, you know, kind of wrap my brain around it. Holy smokes, guys. Like, that was a video that was, I mean, the turnaround time, the amount of footage they had to sift through to figure out like, okay, what do we want to put in? What do we not want to put in? How do we make this all work? The, the music, the, the layering of audio, like that, there's that one point where they like layer all the call, like people saying Colorado. Like, I don't think anybody understands how incredibly technical something like that is to make it sound right and sound good and not have people talking over. It's intense. Mm -hmm. So Anyways, I just got to give my my flowers to the video team because that that one, you know, the the Texas Tech one was real good. This one was was like on a different stratosphere. Okay, like this was. So, um, I just got to give my my chops to my props to the video crew, and also, you know, let's be frank, to Oregon. That and Oregon can be a little bit buttoned up at times. Like that's kind of their reputation. Um, and the fact that, you know, I know it's in-house, so it's not exactly, you know, it's in-house, but, um, the fact that they're, you know, doing stuff like this now, it, it's, it's obviously having the, the impact that they wanted it to. I mean, this video blew up. It's another huge, like feather in the cap for the brand. So, um, this is working well, keep doing it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, an incredible video. I mean, really gave us like. You know, I was down on the field and I, I didn't, I mean, maybe I was just talking to people too much, which, you know, that's something I do. Um, but like talking with other media members, you know, whatever, but I just, I didn't see the amount of hostility that they showed in that video. And I mean, obviously it wasn't made up. So, um, yeah, like, okay. You know, uh, Colorado, Colorado did what they did. I mean, standing on the sideline and like laughing at Oregon players warming up, like, okay, you're going to get what you deserve then, you know, if, if you do that sort of stuff and, and they got it, they got a whole bunch of humble pie. That's for sure. The last point I'll make on the video, Brenna, then let's get into some ball talk because there's been just so much to talk about off the field or, you know, between the whistles outside the whistles. Um, we have to talk about it. So the last thing I want to talk about with this video is, I think that it's gonna honestly serve as a recruiting tool for Oregon. Oh, yeah. Not even, not even just that video, obviously, but last week's win. Like, oh. it's it's Tuesday as we're recording this, Wednesday as it comes out, but we're still talking about it. Maybe it's because Oregon's matchup against Stanford isn't supposed to be that exciting, but I think that just speaks to the the level of just national buzz and attention that that game got and how it can help catapult Oregon forward. You want to play for a fiery head coach, someone who's going to go to bat for you, 
go to Dan Lanning, someone who's real, someone who is a player's coach, not to say any of these other coaches aren't, but just getting that look at it, you, you don't, you don't always get that. It's not easy to get that level of access with Oregon. So it's just so interesting to me. I could do a whole podcast on it. I feel like just the way that he is managing mm-hmm. the media access for Oregon compared to his predecessor, Mario Cristobal. Yeah. I mean, that sideline was, um, packed. Uh, <laughs> it was packed on, on Saturday. So yeah, I mean this, you know, it's, he made a statement to the recruits he cared about in house on Saturday. And then you know, on on Monday, he came up, they came out with that video, and that made a statement to everyone. I mean, every national writer was tweeting about that video on Monday. That's huge. That's huge. So yeah, he yeah he made he made a statement to the kids he cared about on Saturday, and he made statements to kids he doesn't know he cares about yet on Monday. So there you go. <laughs> Great way to put it. All right, let's talk about some ball. This was a thorough beatdown in every sense of the word, Brenna. So we can kind of talk about this game, obviously, but let's open it up a little bit and look at the big picture. Where is Oregon right now? They're 4-0, 1-0 to start Pac-12 play. You got a road trip this week to Stanford and then a bye before you play Washington, who is as hot as any team in the country right now. And Pac-12 stock is at an all-time high. So I think kind of the point that I look at with this team is that the offense has been the Oregon offense. You expect to get a product like that with a quarterback like Bo Nix leading the way, coming back, having that consistency from year to year. But the story for me was the defense on Saturday. That defense was Mm -hmm. the best defensive performance Oregon has turned in since Dan Lanning took over. And I was kind of giving myself a little bit of credit because after the Texas Tech game, I said that was the most promising Oregon's defense had looked. It wasn't the greatest overall game, but you started to see some hints of that. So I think for me, the, sh- the story is really the progression of this Oregon defense and how it's going to help them get to where they want to go. Uh, th- and thank God, uh, because I know during the Holiday Bowl last year, I was about to come out of my freaking body with how annoyed I was at that defense. I mean, I was just like, this is, this is, this is asinine. What are we doing? What is happening? This team is so, this defense is so much better than how they're performing. And I just don't, mm. um, you know, and, and, this is exactly what should be happening. I mean, I remember at media day, you know, before media day, I'm, I'm sitting down, I'm doing my prep for media day because, you know, for people who don't know, Oregon media day is like, hello, would you like to throw yourself into a hurricane for two hours? Um, go. So you have to go in there and have all your stuff buttoned up, know where you need to be, know what you need to do. But I remember in particular going down the defensive lineman position group and being like name, 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 name. And you know, that really crystallized to me. I was like, if this defensive line is not good this year, get rid of everybody because this, this defensive line should absolutely dominate. Okay. And that's what they're starting to do. So that is very exciting. Um, I think, you know, my like my favorite player to cover on that team is by far and away Brandon Dorless. All right. I, I had a viral tweet with Heck him. Heck of a presser. Or at that depressor. But generally, like, I mean, I we were we were with Bonix for about six minutes and they said, Okay, Brandon Dorless. And you know, you have to kind of make it for the people who don't know, 
they normally have two players speaking at the same time. Um, and they kind of, they kind of stagger them and whatever, but you have to make a decision. I left Bonick's press conference to go to Brandon Dorless because I was like, I just have this feeling. I just have this feeling that this is the right decision. And boy, was it, uh, that defensive line is just so much fun that like, just as a group, they have so much personality. Um, so yeah, it's, it's great to see that it's, it's working this year, um, much better than last year. Cause yeah, there were some, I mean, you know, hi, all I have to say is Oregon state, you know, I mean, that was say, wait, what are we, what are we doing last year? Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, it's good to see them finally putting everything together defensively. And, you know, I mean, the play of the game at Autzen was not a play. They said, we're going to do, they came over the PA and they said, we're going to do something unique today. We're giving the play of the game just to the defense. And it was all seven of their sacks that played out. <laughs> and that was like, a, I was like, hmm. like that, it, that's the right call. They're right. And also, like, that is such a statement because how, you know, I, I know it's kind of an in-house, you know, PR sort of thing. But the fact that even the PA booth was like, yeah, this is like, we're going to do something different here and just show all the sacks. Like, that really is a statement in terms of how good they were on Saturday. Because almost always the play of the game is either offense or Pick six. All right. That's one of those two things. Like if you get defensively, it's going to be a pick six. No, it was all seven of their sacks. So that that's, that's a, uh, that I think really sums it up. Well, we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You, you can... You have your pick of the litter, like you mentioned, those personalities along the defensive line. You got Dorless, you got Casey Rogers, mm-hmm. um, Brandon, uh, sorry, Jordan Birch now who comes over, Popo, Popo. Amavai, who uh, who is having a great season coming back from injury. The, the defensive line is obviously the strength of that team, uh, or the, the defense, I should say, and as it should be, because it's helping the rest of that unit really come together. So mm-hmm. we're seeing this defensive improvement. The offense is playing great. I'm not trying to take away from any of that, oh, but yeah. that's what you expected. Mm-hmm. So now you have kind of, I guess you could call it a tune-up game against Stanford. You know, massive favorites in that one, but 
when we look at this schedule, Brennan, like you, you and I were just talking about this before we hit record, you got Washington on the road in Seattle, Wazoo, always kind of a, um, you know, a threat. They're, they're playing some great football, but really aren't getting talked about too much in the, the greater Pac-12 picture. Then you got to hit the road to Utah. Like, these are not easy games, but I think with where Oregon is at right now, you, as a fan, I feel like you have to be confident Mm -hmm. that they're going to be able to get it done because they are becoming a more complete team. It's not just a prolific offense with a defense that's loaded, but kind of, eh, which is what it was last year, in my opinion. So I just really like the overall progression of where these guys are headed. If they get through that stretch in October slash November, those five games where you've got, oh God, UW, WSU, Utah, Cal, eh. um, and um, and USC. If they get through those games and they are four and one, we are cooking with gas, baby. Like that's a really good result. I'm I'm gonna be really impressed if they do that because that is just it's just it, it you're bound to drop one of those games. I mean, you're at Utah, you're at at UW. Like those are two really difficult bases to play. Um, but. I do find them to be just, yeah, there's just, there's definitely a different confidence level on this team this year. And um, that's, and that really does, I think, honestly, it comes from Bo. Bo is just a technician out there this year. It's, it's like watching somebody sew a tapestry out on the field. So it really all, I, I really do feel like they're, they have like this um this quiet conf- com- quiet steady confidence about them and that really comes from Bo. I I really do believe. So, um yeah, I mean if they get through that stretch 4 and 1, I mean I mean I still think they have a sh- I think they might still have a shot at the playoff like outside, you know. So, we'll we'll see what happens, but yeah, they should absolutely. And you know, the other thing I'm not saying this to hate on Washington at all. Like, whatever. Washington hasn't played anybody. Okay? Like, yes, they look great. I No doubts about that. They have not played anybody who, who should be challenging them yet. Their first challenge is going to be Oregon. Now, you could look at Oregon and you could say, well, have they played anybody that, they, that uh, really should challenge them? I, I would say no. I mean, they, you know, like... That Colorado Texas team Tech, did maybe. not. The Colorado team did not look good the week before. I kind of knew it was probably not going to go well, especially with Travis Hunter out. I was like, eh, I don't, I don't, I don't really, I don't really buy that Colorado is going to keep up in this one. Um, yes, they went and played at Texas Tech, which is a difficult place to play. But Texas Tech also lost to Wyoming the week before. Um, and 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 that was that was a close game. So it's like, mm, okay, like that kind of that gives me a little bit of pause. I will say. But, um, yeah, I, I, that like UW definitely hasn't played anybody. So sure. we'll, we'll see how that first game goes up that, that, that first game of that series of game goes up in Montlake. I am, I am very excited. Uh, I haven't gotten the official AOK cause I haven't really asked, but I, I, I know we're going to get it. Like I'm going to be at that game. So I'm, and I, I know, you know, just from talking to, I'm, I'm just from talking to a few national people. That press box, buckle up, baby. It's going to be a who's who that week. It's going to be insane. 
And I, I saw somebody say that this is the first time if both these teams keep it up, this is the first time both of them have faced off both in the top 10. That's crazy. So, especially with that rivalry and how good both the teams have been in the past, like, I just can't even believe that. But it, I guess it's the truth. So, yeah, I'm I'm really excited for that one. But, yeah, we, we've got we got a murderer's row coming soon enough. So, enjoy this Stanford game. Hopefully, Oregon does what they're supposed to do. Take a breath the next week and prepare yourself, okay? Like, prepare yourself for the next five weeks because it's going to be and really let's be frank the next seven because then then you have arizona state that next week and then and then you have oregon state that final one so you've got two kind of cupcake teams in there sorry issue and uh and then but you got five difficult teams so uh yeah uh prepare yourself do some meditation during that bye week because you're gonna need it for the last seven weeks of the season <laughs> to say the least I really like the point you talked about with Bo Nix, Brenna, about mm-hmm. that kind of quiet calmness that he has. Because where have we seen that before? You know, I don't want to do direct comparisons with Marcus, but these are just two yeah. phenomenal yeah. leaders yeah. that Oregon has had. And again, I can't help but go back to the point I've been making all pre the whole preseason, just the value of having a returning starter at quarterback for Oregon. They had it with Herbert from uh, 18 to 19, but... They just totally underutilized him. But now it's a different deal with Bo Nix. You have him firing on all cylinders in an offense that's pretty much tailor-made, built around him. So I kind of just can't help but wonder what kind of comparisons we can make to the Marcus Mariota Oregon teams and how his leadership kind of had a trickle-down effect from the top because we know that Bo is the face of this team. And I think that, you know, with, with the way practice goes, right, you're going good versus good every day to some degree, yep. I think it's going to bleed over to that defense and we're starting to see it. And we're seeing these veteran leaders like Popo and, and um, Dorless and uh, Casey just really run with it. Yeah. I, I mean, this team really has a, a special air about it. And I would agree that, you know, yes, Justin was not utilized in the right way. Um, but I also don't think, you know, and this, this is, I, I never covered Justin, so I'm not really sure. But I don't think that he had the same weapons. Maybe, I mean, maybe weight. I, I'd say weapons. Oh, yeah. sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I, I'm just thinking about confidence. Like the same. I don't know. Like when he walks into a room, like, you know, Bonix is there. Like it's this quiet, like presence mm-hmm. and it's it's something not all quarterbacks have you know even like i'm thinking of like okay before this the best quarterback i covered was garner Minshew. um totally different personality wise 100 per- different personality wise but they both do have that thing where they walk into a room and everybody knows you're there and i i don't know if that was the similar case with justin i think maybe now it's more so the case than what it was maybe because was it Oregon. physically like he was huge yeah so like you would feel that but yeah but there's there's something like aura wise where it's like you know someone has entered a room and having that that's a rare thing to have in a quarterback um that's a rare thing to have as a human being in general so the fact that oregon has someone that's like that um, you know, that, that it's, it's a thing you can't really quantify, but you just can, it's palpable. You can feel it and it, it makes a difference. 
yeah, let's let's kind of just look back at that that uh the murderers row you talked about. I wanted mm-hmm. to kind of wind down a little bit on, on that point. Just the you know you got Washington, Wazoo, Utah, Cal. Okay, like you were saying, and then USC. That's like those are the games that people have scheduled. I think you know Washington, Utah, and and USC. I think compared to the start of the season, you are feeling you have to feel more confident that Oregon can get it done. That not only could they go four and one in that stretch, but five and zero. Oh. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's likely, but I just think with the level of football that they're playing, special teams is an asset right now, which mm-hmm. wasn't the story last year. I mean, Casey Rogers, have yourself a day. That play <laughs> was so cool to watch, and that was just over the TV. But I think that they do look like they have that kind of promise to be able to go toe to toe with a Washington or with a USC right now. Um, because they could put up all the points last year, but they couldn't get stops. So I think that's going to be something that could definitely be a difference maker when they go against a Michael Penix or a Caleb Williams. Yeah, I'm really excited to see this defense against a high-functioning offense, which they have not gotten yet. So uh, it will be – and you know what's interesting is UW also has a bye um, Mm -hmm. the week before the Oregon game. So both these teams are going to be well-rested and ready to go, <laughs> to say the least, um, going into Montlake. So, yeah, I'm, um, I'm, I'm very excited to see that defense play against a more difficult offense because they, they haven't been challenged to the degree that they need to be challenged yet this year. So uh, it's time. Let's get it. You know, I, I say this, I think USC does not, looks vulnerable. Um, Alex Grinch, who I did not, I was not there when he was at WSU, but um, I missed him by, I think, like a year or something. Uh, but boy, defense doesn't look too hot right now. And if if Oregon's offense can can take advantage of that defense, I, I think that Oregon's defense can can hold Caleb, en- Caleb enough in check. Um that, that they can, especially since it's at home, that they, they can win that game. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, we'll see what happens with Utah. Like if Utah is at its current state, when they face Oregon, I, I don't, I don't see that going well for Utah either. Now, if Cam Rising comes back, we got a different story. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, their, their offense only scored seven points last week. Like, like their defense scored seven of the points last week. So that's, that's, that's not going to cut it against Oregon. It's just not like, it's just not going to cut it. So, so that's, you know, that's a good sign. Now, like I said, who knows cam cam might be close to coming back. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. And that obviously changes the complexion of everything, especially with it being at Utah. But um, yeah, that stretch is if you, if you have, if you have, um, if you take any sort of cholesterol medication, anything to keep your heart rate down, make sure you take that bad boy because there are going to be there's going to be some up and down moments on that on the on the journey we're about to take come October 14th. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited for it. It's going to be a crazy stretch to follow for Oregon, but it seems like we're both on the same page as far as everything that this Oregon team wants still within well within yes. their reach. You know, all you can do is play what's in front of you and and not get too focused on what's ahead. And I think that Dan Lanning has more than proven that he is capable of getting his guys locked in. They yes. certainly were against the Buffs. But um, 
yeah, Brennan, just just kind of any final thoughts you have on, on this uh, win over Colorado and, and just where Oregon's at right now and where they're headed. This team has the potential to be something special. We have said that about several Oregon teams in the past. Some of them have not lived up to that billing. Um, but this team really does have a chance to do it. And I do feel like their focus is special and unique. And that could be the separator here. So hopefully they continue to have that focus. You know, I think they're very, very motivated to come out against Stanford and play well because they are not, they were not happy with how that Texas Tech game went on the road. They are like, you know, we we did not live up to where we think we should be on the road. Um, so I think that they're very focused about um beating their previous performance on the road, if that makes any sense. It's not about beating Stanford. It really isn't. It's about beating themselves and how they did in their first road game. So I think this Saturday, although it might not be the most intriguing of matchups, I think it's an intriguing matchup in terms of Oregon versus Oregon. How do they come out and, you know, do better than what they did last time? Cause they should have done better than what they did at Texas tech. That game should not have been as close as it was. So, um, yeah, I'm, I, that's, you know, that's what's on deck this week. And I, I fully expect for this to be a uh, much more resounding performance than the one in Lubbock. And let's not forget, Brenna, Oregon lost the last time they went to Stanford. I was yeah. at that game, and it was coming off of the highs of the Ohio State win, and they probably were feeling themselves a little bit. But um, even though Stanford isn't the best team right now, they tend to show up against Oregon mm-hmm. if uh, if history yeah. has shown us anything. So. I'm stoked for that one. It'll still be fun to watch. Uh, I love what you said about Oregon just kind of playing themselves. That's been one of their mantras. Uh, Good to great Oregon versus Oregon. You know, we can kind of go on for a little bit here, but super glad to have you on the show, Brenna, before we get you out of here, let the folks know where they can find more of you and the work you're doing covering the ducks at Brenna green underscore on both Twitter and the Instagram. Uh, Those are the places that you can find me, uh, posting away uh and as i said last night uh i feel like both my social media accounts really have been unhinged chaotic squirrel energy over the past 36 hours um due to our some some sometimes due to our friend taylor swift sometimes me just being randomly excited about something i don't know um you know so uh i i uh i'll i'll give it to you straight on there that's for sure so uh there you have it uh, you never know what you're gonna find. It's always, it's always, a, it's always an adventure on my Twitter and Instagram. So, um, so yeah. Anyways, that's that's where you can uh, you can find me posting away about Taylor Swift, Oregon football, um, the rain in Oregon, random videos that I think are cool, Idaho being on, uh, you know, uh, the bad beats last week. Whatever it is, I'm there, baby. So let's do it. Awesome stuff. Well, guys, make sure you lock in with Brenna. If you want to find more of me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at mtorussports. Subscribe to my YouTube channel at Oregon Football Max Taurus, and then catch all of my written work covering Oregon football and Oregon football recruiting over on DucksDigest.com. But it's been another great episode. Big thank you to Brenna for coming on. Thank you guys for taking some time out of your day to talk some duck football with us. 
And uh, until next time, we'll see you on the next episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com